You're listening to the Careers BU podcast, a podcast aimed at Bournemouth University students and graduates. Each episode, we talk to employers, alumni and professionals all about their career journey, what employers are looking for and help you explore the opportunities that are available to you. Welcome to the Careers BU podcast. I'm Amanda Fripp, Careers Advisor at BU. In today's episode, I chat to fellow Careers Advisor Jane Pimbleth. Jane talks about some of the differences international students encounter when looking for work in the UK. We chat about how students can develop their skills through part-time jobs and extracurricular activities, what employers are looking for, and Jane provides some tips on how to apply for jobs in the UK. Hi Jane, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming on today. Um, can you just introduce yourself, please? Yes, my name's Jane Pimblett. I'm a careers advisor at BU and I'm linked to the uh, media and communications faculty. And part of my uh, role is to help and support international students. So I thought I'd ask you onto this episode today because international students are starting to arrive in the UK and it's a massive, massive change for them. Um, and there's probably quite a lot for them to start to think about to help them get them ready to be career ready for when they they finish their course. So I think it'll be really great to talk today about kind of what they can be doing. And I think you're the perfect person to to talk about that. So before we kind of go into what what they can be doing to develop their skills and a bit about kind of applying for work, what challenges have you seen that international students face when they first arrive in the UK in relation to finding work? I think really uh, for a lot of international students, it's a bit of a uh, a shock to the system uh, moving to a new country anyway. But um, the way in which employers in the UK are looking for um, evidence of what students can do is is a, an, an interesting viewpoint. A lot of students um, really don't know where to start and how to begin. And sometimes they can waste a lot of time just sending out uh, the wrong sort of information to employers. Yeah, so I guess it's quite a different recruitment process in the UK as it is in other countries. Um, and we know we see that through CVs, don't we? CVs look can look quite different. Um, the expectation mm-hmm. of how to apply for jobs seems to be quite different as well, doesn't it? So. Yeah, and I guess that it's it's quite hard for international students sometimes to come over to this country and then have to adjust to that, like it would be if I was going to to find work in another country. It is quite quite a difference. Yes, and they won't have the contacts that they would have in their own country yet because they're in a new environment. Yeah, so it's kind of starting from scratch. Okay, and this is where us as a team can help to provide that support as well, and we will talk about that that too. So let's talk about UK employers. Um, And this could be for part time jobs, or it could be for graduate roles. But what do UK employers typically look for out of an applicant? I think for all applicants, they're looking for uh, the right skills and knowledge and personality. So transferable employability skills are always looked for, and sometimes more so than their academic qualifications. So a lot of international students I see um, put a lot of evidence into what they've studied and their grades and their uh, units and all this sort of thing. But actually, that's less important to most employers. They want to know what can you do 
what experience have you got that relates to what they're looking for? They want people that are enthusiastic. They want people that are going to be reliable, honest. Those sorts of soft skills are quite as important to employers as well as, you know, the technical skills of can you use a particular computer package or whatever. So they employ people who they can see would fit in and be a nice person to work with. So personality also needs to um, factor into this as well. Mm. And I guess fitting in with the kind of the culture of the organisation, the their values as well when it comes comes down to it. Um, and Absolutely. Yeah, and you talked about these, these kind of these transferable skills, which can be gained from all different types of experiences. Um, and employers like to see the evidence of those skills, don't they? Yes, yes. You can't just say you're a, a brilliant person um, and you're really nice and you've got all this experience without actually detailing what that experience is. So when you're applying, you always want to back it up with evidence of what you did, where. And it could be evidence from previous work experience, but it could also be evidence from your studies. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, it's that whole range of evidence, but it's it's providing it, which is the issue. And I, I see that sometimes, no matter what, stu- I think I probably did it too as a graduate. I didn't realise what employers were looking for uh, many, many years ago when I was applying for work. But And I think you don't always realise that actually that's what they want to see. They want to see if they're asking for good communication skills, they want to see, well, how have you got those good communication skills what evidence can you provide? And often, often um, students will say, oh, well, I haven't got experience in that particular field. Well, it doesn't matter. You know, the transferability of these skills. If you can communicate um, from a job that was involved in, I don't know, customer service, you can do it in another situation. So even if you're going to work um in an office environment, the fact that you've worked in retail before and you can talk to people is a good um, basic um, transferable skill of communication. So, you know, students sometimes get too pigeonholed into, oh, it has to be this same sort of experience, but it doesn't. So it's a bit of of thought needs to be put into it. Yeah, and I think I see that too. Um, students say to me that, oh, well, I haven't got any experience. And then actually they have mm-hmm. they have got a part-time job. Um, and those skills such as, you know, yeah, you mentioned communication, working under pressure, dealing with customers is similar to dealing with clients if you were, you know, for a graduate role. Mm-hmm. Um, so problem solving, using your own initiative, working being in a creative. team, yeah, being yeah. creative. Yeah, all those skills you gain from a part-time job. And you need to value your own experiences, don't you? If you don't value them, so if you don't value your own part-time job, an employer won't. You have to show the value of your experiences to that employer for them to value it. Absolutely, yes, yeah. And that's a different way of thinking um, from um, some experiences that international students may have had in their own country. So, you know, it's it's a case of thinking through what is it that employer is really looking for? And quite often hints and tips will be in the advert for the job. Um, and it's just teasing those things out of there. And looking for those keywords. 
So what can international students or any any student actually, but what can we're talking about international particularly today? So what can international students do to start developing their skills to be in a better position when they apply for graduate jobs? Well, first of all, they need to sit down and think what 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 do they already got in their skills package? You know, so what things have they already done? Because some students come to university and they they they've had quite a lot of work experience before. Um, so looking through doing an audit, really, of, of what are my skills? What have I got that I can bring um, to a, a, an employer? If a student has never worked before, then there are things that they can get involved in. So things like um, getting involved with extracurricular activities at university, joining um, a student society, maybe doing some volunteering work. Because volunteering, actually, it might be a way of doing some um, work related to perhaps your subject, maybe getting involved in a skills development program. So, for example, at Bournemouth University, we have the Graduate Skills Program, where you can start um, experiencing information from employers and get involved in, in workshops, just very gently to help you understand and develop the skills that might be necessary for when you do want to apply. So really, it's a case of understanding yourself and looking at what you've got already in your backpack of skills and experiences to then um, be able to demonstrate that to an employer when you get round to it. The issue, I suppose, is for students, international students that are only on a one year course because they've got to do that almost from day one. Yeah, that's that's quite quick having to arrive in the UK and suddenly thinking, right, I need to start thinking about now, what what can I be doing? And if they've only just arrived, because they have only got a year there. Mm -hmm. It's easier for undergraduate students because they've got that bit more time. Mm. So you've mentioned a few things. So this societies, which are really, really interesting to be a part of the student union societies. Um, And I see some students then take on roles within the society, like they, they become a treasurer for the society, which again, you could be really relevant experience depending on what they want to go into or or marketing or communications. Um, and you've mentioned volunteering, the graduate skills programme. They're all really, really great, great ways to develop, develop skills. And if they are looking for a part-time job, um, what types of part-time jobs exist in Bournemouth and Poole? Right. Yes, that's really um, important to think about this because... Bournemouth is actually only a town. A lot of international students arrive here thinking it's a big city um, and it is very tourism based. It's a holiday destination. So there's lots of work in that area of hospitality, working in hotels, restaurants, bars, that sort of thing. Um, there's also retail. So, um, you know, although there has been some a lot of changes in retail in recent years, there are still opportunities in retail. Um, but generally in this area as well, there's um, an, a, quite an elderly population. So there's a lot of health and care related work. There's a little bit of finance as well um, in the Bournemouth area. So office admin, a little bit of sales. But the other thing to bear in mind that um, a lot of the companies in Bournemouth are very small 
and employ less, about 80% of the companies employ less than nine people. You'd very easily get to know everybody that works in the company. So that's quite, that can be quite nice, um, that you're only dealing with uh, usually quite small uh, organisations. There's, there's one or two larger organisations, uh, but on the whole, it's going to be um, actually very, very small companies. Um, so that's something to for, for people to bear in mind. I guess that's thinking about not just targeting those larger organisations. It's being aware that it might be a company that you've never heard of, but there still might be opportunities in it because there are more of them. Yes. And anything you can do, which is um, sort of customer facing is going to be really helpful, particularly if you want to practice your English skills. So the more that you can communicate with, you know, customers, clients, people in the office, uh, whoever, it is better. So it's it's probably better for an international student to try and get a job where you're actually talking to people if you want to develop your English skills. Because um, quite often the communication isn't just the fact that, yes, you understand English, it might be uh, around the way in which people speak in this country, not necessarily the official English that you learnt when you were studying. Um, so it's quite good to get that communication skill up together, and particularly in those face-to-face roles. Mm. And I, yeah, like you mentioned, those sort of customer service facing roles can develop that. Um, and I guess because international students are only allowed to work a maximum of 20 hours a week during term time, that makes it if you know sometimes a bit a little bit more difficult finding certain types of part-time work and i guess that's where maybe the the customer service the retail the hospitality the care they tend to be a bit more flexible don't they and they they tend to have more of a flexible working pattern which means students tend to get those types of jobs don't they yes they do yes so where can students look for a part-time job how can they find one there's lots of places they can look. Um, I think the first place, obviously, being a career service, is we would suggest they have a look on My Career Hub. And there is a section for part-time working. Um, we do actually, as a service, provide a part-time jobs fair as well. So there's one in um, this semester. I think it's 4th of October. Um, but there will be one um, in the spring as well. But also to check out any other local jobs fairs that there may be in Bournemouth that aren't organised by uh, the university. And, um, you know, useful websites, things like Indeed, even just Googling part-time jobs um, in Bournemouth can, you know, come up with um, some suggestions. Yeah, Google actually have it. They have a job aggregator, don't they? So if you put part-time retail jobs in Bournemouth, And it brings up the box with a few suggestions of job vacancies and you click on more jobs Mm. It actually aggregates and brings together jobs from different platforms into one place. So it's actually quite a useful site that not everyone always realises they can they can use. Yes. And you could, if you feel confident, do speculative applications. So if you know there is an organisation near where you're living, that's easy for you to get to. Why not, you know, sort of contact them and say, you know, are they looking for someone? But networking is a good way of um, looking for work as well. So talking to people, you know, just just by being in the right place at the right time, having a conversation with someone, they might suddenly just say, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to be advertising for, for part time jobs in the next week or so. Um, so that that can be 
positive. I know it's more difficult, I think, when you're in a new country to be more um, proactive like that and you might not feel confident talking to people straight away. Um, but that is another way of looking for part-time work. Mm, so speculatively, going going out, maybe just handing CVs into places, looking online, um, and obviously our job, job portal and our jobs fair would be... Um, really really great so quite a few different ways but like you said there is information on there on my career hub isn't there yes there is so I I see quite a few students who come to me and they say um they would like to get a part-time job relevant to their degree or the the type of sector that they want to go into and that can be hard I find in terms of sometimes in terms of part-time work they can't it can sometimes be tricky finding a part-time job specifically related to the sector which is why we also talk about the transferable nature of a, of part-time jobs so for example working with customers but what can they do then to maybe build up relevant experience related to their degree or the sector that they want to go into yes because experience doesn't have to be paid experience it could be um getting involved with as we said the student union society for example because um, there you can actually work in a, a, a role that relates to your subject. If there isn't a society that exists, then maybe look at starting one up. And that would look great on your CV as well. The fact that you've you know, set something up, you know, recruited people to join your society, managed it. It shows some really good um, transferable skills. So organisation, um, promotion, marketing, all those things um, can be taken from just setting up your own student union society if you feel there isn't one there. But you can join other societies. There may be opportunities for you to do voluntary work within uh, your subject. Within the university might be being the Mm. student rep because that's very relevant to your subject. And it gives you evidence that you can um, communicate effectively with your peers, people on your course, and also represent them with um, the university staff. So it's a, it's a good set of skills that you can demonstrate just from doing that unpaid role. You could look at paid roles at the university, so things like applying to be a student ambassador. Uh, so that would uh, involve you getting involved in lots of different types of activities because over the academic year, the university has lots of different events running and the ambassadors will get involved in lots of different activities, usually around marketing and promoting those sorts of events or making sure that they run effectively. So, you know, if you're in an event management course or in marketing, that sort of thing, those sorts of roles would be very, very relevant. If you're in media, you could look at getting involved with Student Union on Nerve. Um, So there's, um, you know, sort of film, television, audio journalism that's done through the student union through nerve media so again that could be very relevant to any media uh communication students Mm, brilliant so there's there's a lot isn't there there's a lot going on within the university um or outside and i guess there's also summer internships that they could apply to um which are kind of shorter um you know it, summer internships tend to be about four weeks don't they four or five weeks with an employer maybe over the summer um yes and the, and the advantage with doing that is you can work full-time because outside of your study um period so at the end of terms 
you can on your student visa work full time rather than just um, the 20 hours. So that's something that all, not all international students are aware. So over the summer holiday, which is a quite a chunky time, um, you could be working full time on an internship or a placement. Mm, brilliant. And I guess other ways to build knowledge of a sector or maybe different employers are to take part in like some virtual experiences. And I know, for example, the Forage is a platform that provides job simulations with um, different organisations. And there are also, I've seen quite a lot of bigger companies run virtual events as well to give them uh, potential applicants an insight into the opportunities at certain companies as well. So virtual events run by companies are a great way, job simulations, virtual experiences um, and actually on-site events as well. So I know that there's some companies that do like a, a, an open day at their their organisations. So there's there's kind of other ways, aren't there, to to gain experiences of an industry or a company. There's all these other things that you can, can be doing. Yeah, I mean, um, I was just thinking then about law because they're always having open days because um, if you're a law student, you want to see what are the, all the different ranges of law, for example. So open days, vacation schemes, all these sorts of things are, are available. And it's the same in other occupations, but um, it's very well structured in somewhere like law. Mm. And I see a lot of these are being advertised on LinkedIn. So once you start following different organisations on LinkedIn, and if you haven't got a profile for LinkedIn, build a profile, Definitely. network, you know, follow organisations, follow people within early careers, talent and recruiters. That can be a good way of hearing about these types of events. And in terms of other things, we or in terms of other um, opportunities to build skills, you've mentioned the Graduate Skills Programme, which is our employability programme in Careers BU. Um, and there's also quite a lot of events that we run as a career service or we we advertise on behalf of other departments within the university. So do you want to talk about a little bit about the, the types of events that run? Yes, I mean, um, we will run um, networking events. So uh, in the past, I've done um, networking events for creative industries um, locally. So that's quite nice, bringing in local employers to talk to students and, you know, sort of do speed networking. Um, but also panel events. So we're organising um, these every year on different sort of occupational areas so students can just come along to those and you can book onto those through my career hub so just keeping a look up, look out on the events page on my mm. career hub is a, is a really good thing to do um conferences that happen at the university i'm just sort of thinking things that are happening all the time so um things like uh in november there'll be the bfx which is for animation and employers from all over the world are invited to come along to that and students get free tickets to go and attend and that runs for nearly a week I think so uh, um, really great opportunities and, and other faculties and other departments also run uh, events so just keep an eye out for those they'll be advertised probably through your um, courses but also on my career hub on the BU website yeah, going to the careers fair. Yeah, that's game. Um, some something that uh, is 
not just about you know applying for a job but getting information on the range of uh, work that employers do ha have so for example you could be talking to a company and they will have marketing roles they'll they'll maybe have law roles you know because uh, how an organization works will have lots of different occupational areas within that one company mm. um so uh, again then they may be looking for people with different backgrounds for that mm. say we've got the the gra uh, graduate skills program as well um so that's really useful because those are sessions are delivered by employers and uh, professionals and just getting out there and doing something getting outside of your comfort zone doing something that you've perhaps not done before any experience is going to give you some uh, value that perhaps you can put onto an application for a particular job uh, students are always surprised that some little thing that they did a while ago um, actually could be the best thing for that particular job um, that they you know they are actually applying for mm, brilliant and what about harder skills so maybe language skills IT skills how can they develop those yeah I mean if you're not developing some skills through your studies there's a lot of free online courses that you can take in your own time so the first thing I would do is go on to the library and have a look at uh, the academic skills section on Brightspace and look at you know developing whatever skill it is you you need I mean I personally if I was looking at certain jobs and it keeps coming up that you need this particular technical skill and you know that you can go on to something like LinkedIn Learning and um, get a certificate even that's something you can either put onto your application cv but you could also add it into your linkedin profile you know there's it skills that you can learn you can learn languages um, you can develop your academic skills um, so any of those skills you can do through the library and academic skills area on brightspace and have a look at um, you know all the things you could do around your studies it doesn't have to do go through your curriculum these things you can do in your spare time and if you can get a certificate for it even better so it's a win-win yeah brilliant okay and finally something that we notice as advisors is that cvs uk a uk cv does or can look quite different from cvs from other countries so just a kind of a few tips just to finish with um, what would you what advice would you give in terms of creating a UK based CV? Well, if we go back to what we were saying earlier about the skills that employers are looking for, your CV is not a history. This is where uh, a lot of students think I must write everything I've ever done on my CV. And I've seen international CVs that are three, four, five, six pages long even. In the UK, we're looking for a maximum of two sides. So you're going to have to edit it down, particularly if you've had previous work experience from your um, your own home country. And really targeting what the employer is looking for. So if you're just looking for a part-time job, can you get your CV down to one side of A4 and just provide this evidence around the key areas that the employer is looking for? 
and then you can back it up with a cover letter. So um, you can get advice on all of this on my career hub. And we have a, a, a CV booklet that gives you an overview of how UK CVs vary. Um, and it's quite subjective as well. So it's a starting point. And then maybe talk to a careers advisor around how you want to tailor your CV to the particular industry and type of work that you want to do. But start with the CV booklet. That gives you a checklist to go through. Say, have I covered this? Have I included that? And then maybe get it checked um, before you actually send it out. So that would be my advice. And the main difference, one of them you mentioned was, we'd say no more than two, two sides for a CV in the UK. And we also say no personal information like date of birth, marital status. Employers don't want to know about that. They don't need to know about that. And no photo as well. We, we, say, we tend to say no photo. Oh, yes, because a, a lot of um, international students use the Europass CV, and that always includes a photo. In the UK, why waste space with a picture of yourself? Because the employer is not going to recruit you based on what you look like. And actually, I find that some employers say they'd rather not have a photo because mm. they don't want to be accused of discrimination based on um, the photo. So they'd rather not not have one at all. And then you've really mentioned you know, tailoring your CV to the job yes. you apply to. Yes. Um, yeah. And checking grammar, spelling, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. formatting it in a nice, presentable way. Um, and making it easy to read for for people. Yes, because one of the key skills that a lot of employers look for is attention to detail, um, and that will come out through your CV. So if you have any spelling mistakes or grammatical errors, they're going to think, well, if you do that on your CV, you know, you're going to do the same thing for the work for them. So, you know, your CV needs to be perfectly spelt and um, the correct grammar and you may need to get help with that um i mean some some students do use ai tools to check out their grammar and spelling i wouldn't say get your whole whole cv done through chat gtp or anything like that but you know use grammarly and those sorts of things to help you um, because english isn't your first language and you may need a bit more help than the uk students do Mm, brilliant but ultimately look at the CV booklet and then they can always get their CV checked by us and we can provide advice. Um, Brilliant. And, you know, for those who don't know, we provide one-to-one appointments which are bookable through My Career Hub or students can drop in to to see a careers advisor every afternoon, have their CV quickly checked over. That's in Talbot campus. Well, thank you so much, Jane. It's been I think really useful just to get a bit of an overview of what international students can be doing now, you know, some differences that they might might face when they're coming to the UK. So um, I really appreciate you talking through that. Oh, you're welcome. Any help that we can give to uh, help people move forward is, is, uh, is what we're looking for. So that's great. So thank you very much for inviting me today. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. Please remember to subscribe and follow so you can keep up to date with all new episodes. 